My name's Colin and I'm hoping to run an ultramarathon every month in 2023. And my name's Andrew, Colin's brother, and I'm going to be joining them for half a marathon during his ultra run every month. This is Idiot School Running. And this is episode 12, the July run. Well, Colin, how are you feeling today? We literally just listened to part of our previous episode, and I always say, I'm superb, Andrew, but today, I'm superb. Absolutely incredible, Andrew. Feeling good, feeling strong, feeling fit, feeling healthy. How are you? I am feeling not too bad, and you know what, Colm? It feels like quite a while since we did the last podcast, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that's why I'm so motivated to get back on here, because it's it feels, it feels like... I've got so much to say. We had a wee collection of episodes, Andrew, where I felt it could have been a bit repetitive. What do you think? No, not at all. Every episode of It's Go Running is unique <laughs> and fantastic, Colm. Completely, dis- completely disagree. <laughs> well, there you go. I set, up for, I set you up for that one. I set you up for that one. Everything is class. It's just over a month. The last episode went live in June, the 22nd of June. And at the time of recording, this is Tuesday, the 25th of July. So just over a month since our last recording. And an awful lot's happened, Colin, has it? And I have to say, at the start of this season, at the start of this year, we were recording two podcasts a month. And we really did think we'd keep that up the whole way through. But I'm just looking at the last few episodes. It was the May run, the June run, this is the July run. So it has actually been a few episodes now or a few months since we've had two back-to-back or two episodes in two months. There will be more episodes coming, but not this month and probably not next month, Colin, too. So tell us, what have we been up to? Why has there been a delay in this podcast? Or why was there not two podcasts out this month? I would say, Andrew, it was we had a lot going on with family and kids and busy, busy year. The school year ends with kids. Then our kids are trying to get into schools. And then you you get out of the flow of it, don't you? You get out of a wee bit of flow and then it's hard trying to get back to it, Andrew. You see, when you set time aside every week for a podcast, it's class. But see when you miss one or, or kind of miss one. It's the same as a run. It's the same as a run. You fill that space with other things and then you have to get rid of them other things to get that space back. Would you agree? I would agree with that. And also probably the biggest reason, Colin, is because we've been on holidays. We have been on holidays. I have technically kind of been on two holidays. I went away at the start of July. And then last week, tell us about last week, Colin. Last week, uh, we go away every year. You, myself, our families, and what do we do? The most boring thing in the world, set up and play board games, but it is the best. Banter. I have to say, Colin, this is this is ridiculous, just how not sync we are I in this disagree. podcast. <laughs> well, I, know you dis- I disagree. You should be disagreeing. So every year, my family, Colin's family, get together. We'll get a house up the north coast of Northern Ireland. It's a house that fits us all. It's a brilliant, brilliant time. And yes, at the end of the night, we put the kids to bed. They don't go to bed. They stay up half the night. And so do we, because we play board games, myself and my wife and you and your wife. And that's fantastic. And we do stuff during the day. And and we even had planned to go on a few runs too last week. We did. We did. But Andrew, to the outside world, board games are boring. You know they're boring to everybody in the world. It's not 
the most adventurous, crazy um, rock star thing to do is to sit again. Colin, I'm going to have to jump in here and dis- disagree here. <laughs> I, I, I think people that listen to this podcast and play board games going, "No, Colin, you're not right." You're not right. Board, <laughs> board games are fun. Board games are exciting. We're not talking about the old board games. We're talking about new board games. We're talking about, oh, we're talking about, what are we talking about? Big Ticket money. to Ride, Big Money, Sky Joe, uh, El Dorado. What else big, What else games we had out? Um, we never got to play Throw Throw Burrito, and my wife has been regretting that ever since. Yeah, but look, Andrew, you didn't let me finish. So Th- There's good reason, because you were talking gibberish. Continue now. <laughs> so... I love it. And my face doesn't say that when we play board games. But you know what? It is the best banter we have all year. I do agree with that. But to the outside world, to everybody who doesn't sit and play board games with their brother, they don't get it. They don't get it, Andrew, but it is the best banter in the whole wide world. Really? It's idiots play board games. That's what it is, Colin. (laughs) And there is a lot, a lot of fun. An exceptional amount of silliness. Can I stop you there, Andrew? I'm going to have to put in this time. I believe myself, Jenna and Rachel are okay. We look pretty normal when we play board games. There is one idiot at the table and it's yourself. So I'm going to have to disagree with you there. It's idiot plays board game. Well, that's that's partly true. When I'm playing with you, I just, I just, <laughs> I don't know how to describe. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. I just. Uh, all, all we can say is that you look like someone that really needs help. Like you're so close to someone coming in and putting a white jacket on you and locking you up in a padded room, Andrew. You are mental to the point where middle of the night, you open the back door and shout, that's pigs, baby. That's pigs, baby. (laughs) So we're playing past the pigs. If you've ever played past the pigs and... I won that particular game and I just ran out the back door and opened it and screamed at the do you top know of my what? voice, that's pigs, baby. If, if you understand pigs, do you know what? If you understand pigs, you didn't just win it. You've done something that I've never seen done before in pigs. You won it in one go. That's why you went mental. You won it I did go mental. Let's, let's not go. beat about the bush. You give nobody else a chance. You pick up the pigs, you threw the pigs, and you, if you don't understand pigs, whatever way they land, you get points, and points points mean prizes. Andrew threw it every time, got points every time, and got all his way from zero to a hundred, and it usually takes, it usually takes you a fair amount of goes. Zero to a hundred in one throw. That is um, what would you say? That is a legendary status, and we're getting so excited. I think, I think it was at half twelve at night. It was the last game, so uh, it was. And I should I should say in this podcast, we do not drink alcohol. So you might be thinking that uh, that could be the case of 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 why we no. or maybe I go a bit berserk playing board games. No, it's uh, good old fashioned hot water and maybe a cube of jelly. No, there's no jelly. There's no jelly when you play board there, games. There isn't jelly, but there is tea that makes my skin glow the next day because Rachel bought special tea for herself and it makes your skin glow. And I woke up every day with glowing skin, Andrew. I looked like I was pregnant. I looked like I had a pregnancy glow every day on holiday. Again, I think I'm going to have to completely disagree with that. But you, <laughs> you, you work away with your imagination there, Colin. So that, that was board games. And there's other, we could have a whole podcast on the ridiculousness of board games. And let us know what's your favourite board game. <laughs> 
do you play board games? If you listen, you can reply, you can comment on Spotify, and I don't know where else you can, you can reply, but uh, uh, there's no... What, you, what is your favourite board game? Oh, that's a good question, Colin. I think at the minute is The Quest of El Dorado. It's a good game. It is. I enjoy good. it. Oh, it's good. What's yours, Colin? Mine? I feel like I should ask you now. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. You know, all about Andrew, Andrew, Andrew and his board games, just because you're the current 2023 champion. Um, well, I wasn't going to bring it bring it up, but we did keep <laughs> scores. And at the end of the week, I... Clear winner, clear winner. Was the winner. Yep, yep. Um, Favourite game has to be Sky Joe all day long, Andrew. I love Sky Joe. Sky Joe is a card game and it's a lot of fun. It's just a, an awful lot of fun. Yep. If you don't know Sky Joe or El Dorado, give them a Google, look them up. And if you're into board games, you will thoroughly enjoy both of them. This podcast is not sponsored by board games or El Dorado or Sky Joe, no. I should say. <laughs> so Colin, we played board games at night. Your plan was to go out running every day. My plan was to, because of course we're up in the north coast of Northern Ireland on the Wednesday or Thursday with earmarked that to try, if you remember from the last podcast, we were going to run the ultra marathon route, the route that we're going to be running or hopefully going to be running in September. My first ultra marathon, or will it be? We'll get to that. Mm. And your first ultra marathon race. We were going to run it on the Thursday, but before that, we went out on the Sunday. It was Wimbledon final. Our wives were watching the Wimbledon, the tennis, and we decided to go out for a half marathon. Isn't that correct, Colin? That is correct. So... You said I plan to run every day. I suppose I should say I am now currently on week 11 of my training plan. Andrew, my training plan is for an ultra for running. Our training plan, our <laughs> training plan. <laughs> I don't know how much you've ticked off of the training plan, Andrew. I'll not. I do. I'll, I won't lie. I've completed every rest day so far. You, do you know what? And you've completed it with ease. Tempo rest day, I think you call them. Tempo rest days, <laughs> every rest day. Extreme, I, extreme rest day. The rest day, you don't even move your legs. You don't even get up. Your wife makes dinner. You, you don't even go to the toilet. Such a rest day. So you've been keeping up with the schedule. You've been sending me the schedule. I dipped in, dipped out of it, more dipped out of it than in. <laughs> but you've kept up with it every single day. Yeah, you've. I think the most you've done with the schedule is read it because I do see blue ticks on WhatsApp. We're in week 11 at the minute. So week 10 was our trip away up the North Coast. Um, and we were going to be there on Sunday. Sunday, I ran... S no, I, I did go out and run Sunday, didn't we? That we was both went out yep, during the Correct. tennis Wimbledon final. That, it was a half marathon. That was a half marathon. So that was... I'm just checking. That was part of my plan. So Sunday was a half marathon and... You had to push the pace. Monday was a bit of a rest day. Tuesday was an easy 45 minutes. Wednesday was another wee bit of a run. Thursday was strength and conditioning. Friday was 75 minutes easy. Saturday rest and then Sunday was a 20 miles. But I had to adapt, Andrew. I had to bring in the Sunday 20, 20 miles into the middle of the week because I was up the North Coast and I wanted to make use of the scenery. And we have a half marathon in there, which kind of used up the Wednesday, 10 minutes easy. It worked out nearly a half marathon. So it was like, I think it worked out maybe 12 to 13 miles. So I used that as my half marathon. And then there was other days, but I didn't want to take up the whole holiday with running because I was up there with my family and I actually wanted to enjoy it and relax. So Sunday, half marathon, you and me, 
wake up early, or we didn't wake up early, Andrew, sure we didn't? No. Nope. We waited till the Wimbledon, as you said, and we went out for a run. And uh, how did you get on, Andrew? Well, my story starts... A week previous to that, Colin, really. So the previous week, I was up staying at the North Coast for an event and I thought I would go out for a run. I was actually going to go for a half marathon. Everything was going good until I hit about mile eight and then I just felt something, felt something in my right knee and was like, oh, it feels, feels a bit sore. And as I continued to run on it, I continued to get the soreness in my right knee and then I had to stop for a while and I walked a fair bit and I started running and it was still there. And I made it back, ended the run short. It was a just just under 10 miles instead of a half marathon. But by the end of it, my knee was hurting. And, you know, at the start of the year, we had these plans to do, you to do an ultra every month, me to do at least a half marathon. And I have to say, Colin, for the first half of this year, for six, six out of six, we were laughing. Uh, I wouldn't say we found it easy, but, at you know, I wouldn't say it was like overly difficult too you know we were progressing quite well certainly my running every month on month was getting more and more and more and at the start of the year we we talked about it you know an injury on month one and this would be a very short podcast or a very short uh, (laughs) challenge you know it would knock us out and thankfully we have had no injuries a few wee niggles um, you more than me probably but no real injuries and this is certainly the first niggle injury I've had so I decided to leave it a full week or six days to the Sunday we went out running we started on the route that the ultramarathon is going to be in September and I I felt it I said you yeah, felt it and then at mile 6 Colin I had to stop I had to stop yeah my right knee was sore and it was it was pretty sore up to the end it was, it was sore and you know we dandered a wee bit and then ran a, ran a fair bit but at 6 I just said you I'm going to have to stop here what was what were you thinking at that stage you were complaining about your knee being sore and um, you were chatting about it. And I said, right, let's go out for a run. We went out for a run. It was nearly sore when you went downhill, mostly when you went downhill, Andrew. Um, yeah, I did. I did feel it. You could, you could feel, you could feel it being sore. Yeah. And this, this wasn't, this wasn't a very technical part of the course as well. This was, this was quite straightforward part of the course we were running at this stage and it started to hurt you and I thought right I was once told Andrew when you get an injury see every step you take it's gonna damage that injury a wee bit more and we were a fair bit away from the house six miles you'll find (laughs) away from the house roughly (laughs) so we were six miles away from the house um for anyone who doesn't run who doesn't do much running or gets injured six miles on an injury could feel like two ultra marathons, especially the knee pain when you can't walk. And I, I, I said to you, Andrew, let's do a minute run, a minute walk, a minute run, a minute walk. And I think you started off with the first three minutes. And yeah, I think it, that lasted three minutes. And then you were like, Colin, I cannot keep going on this. So um, we did a, a minute a minute walk and like four seconds run. <laughs> and then that went down to two seconds run. And then, and then we just walked. And then, and then I, we just walked the last four easy. Yeah, and I think we were chatting and I was and we were chatting and you said, Colin, if I don't do at least a half marathon today, you won't be able to start tomorrow from square one and do a half marathon uh, or the next day a half marathon. Like you couldn't see yourself doing a half marathon with this pain from the beginning. So fair, fair play to you, Andrew. You pushed through to get to your half marathon distance and a wee bit more, a wee bit more. Well, that wasn't on purpose, certainly, but I felt I had to do, I was out. I'd done a good few miles, six, you know, 
by the time we got back it was six, you might as well do another two, you get to the half marathon stage. Because I thought if, if I stop this now, or we could have called a lift, you see, that was the thing, we could have got a lift back home or something like that. But if I didn't do it, then I had another, this was the 16th, 16th of July. So it was almost, it was over a week ago. I thought if I don't do a half now, I'm not going to want to go out in a week ago, in a week, a week's time to do, to do a, a half by myself. No. I was up on the North Coast, it was lovely scenery, it was a lovely day, a real nice day, real nice scenery. If we were, if we were in the middle of nowhere or on a trail or a run that I wasn't enjoying, it would have been tough, but I actually enjoyed the dander as it turned out to be. Yeah. And I got my seventh run of the challenge completed. I call it run. I got the seventh month done with a with a walk and close to a crawl and I think for the last few miles, I maybe was complaining, Colin. I ho- hopefully didn't come across complaining because I kept saying to you, I'm fit. I've, I've got it in me. I know I've got the miles in my legs. I, it's just when I go to run, I can't run because of the pain in my right-hand knee. And I've never experienced, well, I've had injuries before, but I think the main thing for me, Colin, and, and you'll know this, was I had this ultra marathon and I was really looking forward to it and really am looking forward to it in September. And that's that's a, that's a wee mini goal. And I, I never thought or I never said I was going to complete it and, and or I was going to give it my best shot and hopefully do it, but at least I would give it a darn good attempt. And all I could think about was this, this is ruling me out of this ultra marathon because by the time if I get better, I'll have lost a lot of fitness probably never been more fitter in all my life and that's maybe that's not and that maybe sounds more impressive <laughs> than <laughs> no, it is because really the other people's like yeah that's 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 not that fit compared to a lot of people but for me i'm feeling pretty fit but i just i just can't run Colin, which is an yeah. issue if you're wanting to do an ultra marathon so at the time i haven't been out since that since the 16th the 16th that was two months the marathon so now it's uh about a month and a half to the marathon, the ultra marathon. The good news is, Colin, on the same day, there's also a marathon. Yep. There's also a half marathon. Yep. 10K and 5K. Yep, yep. Now, I could I could do the half, but I really want to do at least the full. But again, at the time of, at the time of recording, do I even feel like I could do a marathon with my knee? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So I spoke to the physio. I'm doing strength and exercises. I'm taking it easy. There's no running happening. And that's my story, Colin. What do you yeah. think of that? I think when you were out in the run, Andrew, I was saying to you, right, you can't do anything else at the minute. You can't get any fitter. You need to get back, speak to the physio and see what he thinks. With the best will in the world, Andrew, I suppose it's just the first thing you need to work on is getting that knee right and getting that knee moving. And when we finish that half... I have to say, I can walk. Walking's not a problem. It's when I start to jog, you start to feel it. And you know, when we finished that, I thought, look, it's okay. We've got enough time. Go away, get your knee healed, come back. You've got good fitness and you'll be able to do this uh 40 mile trail ultra marathon ultra marathon yeah trail. and then the week kind of went on i went out for a slight jog with rachel and we actually i was jogging and there's a lovely jog where you go down towards a beach and you jog jog along the water and there's a cafe and we jogged to a cafe had a well we'll we'll just refer to it as a latte along the way because it rhymes i don't take milk you see so i just had a black coffee Rachel had, I think she might have had a tea. She doesn't drink coffee. Anyway, we had a latte along the way and came back and game changer for her. She absolutely loved it. So that was another short jog and then did not mess up our family holiday. You guys had said we're going to go crab fishing in Port Ballantrae. That's the one. 
and did not mess up the week, the week you said you were going to go crab fishing with the family in Port Ballantrae on the day I was going to, because I hadn't completed my challenge yet, Andrew. You you finished that and I was, originally I was meant yeah. to join you on this run, but there wasn't a chance I was joining you. So this was on a Thursday, you yeah, got up so early and set off I still run. had my seventh ultra to do. And I still feel uneasy about this ultra, Andrew, because, well, we'll get to the mileage part of it. Anyway, use it all arranged to go crab fishing and I thought I'll get up early. So I must have been out and away at seven. So I can, yeah, so I, yeah, all the stuff packed, before I got up stuff anyway. the next day, got up, grabbed all my stuff, got dressed, out the door and away. And uh, I thought maybe five hours and I'll be able to do 30 miles in about five hours. And Rachel, you can come pick me up and we can go crab fishing. I'll have my run done. We'll all be happy. Blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I started running and I ran past the bit we got, Andrew, and that was plain sailing. And then... I started to hit hills. I was running along the side of a cliff with a sheer drop, Andrew, down the side. Like, I'll, I'll if you check out Idiot's Go Running Instagram page, I'm going to upload a video of some of the route. And the Do route you know what, is Andrew? absolutely stunning. It's stunning. It's amazing. But amazing. with stunning comes danger. I don't know how this route got passed. So it started off, the route we did was pretty straightforward. But then I started to hit like like a bit stony and then I hit these steps Andrew I can only describe these steps as being something from a horror movie they were broken bits had fallen off the side these weren't steps maybe they were steps 50 years ago and I hit this and I thought what on earth's going on then I hit a patch of water Andrew that was a river I had to actually use stepping stones and they weren't they weren't man-made stepping stones. There were rocks sitting in the river. Had to go across this. Then part of the trail was completely overgrown. I got the legs stung off me. I'm thinking I went the wrong way, Andrew. Honestly, but I had the Garmin watch and it was telling me what way to go. So overgrown hedges with thistles, with nettles. And I just plowed on through. I finished that and I came out the other end thinking, happy days. You know, that's me over the worst of it. And then I ended up on a railway track. So it's an old, disused railway track. So I work for a company that works in the railway and I had to send my boss going, can we sponsor the Ultra Marathon? Because this, this goes across the railway track. So you're running across this beautiful railway track with with the um, with the sea in the background, Causeway Hotel, absolutely stunning. And then you thought that bit was hard. Then you start to hit cliffs. So I'm starting to go up Giant's Causeway. If anyone in the world knows where the Giant's Causeway is, you'll know it's nice and rocky. And it's, if you've ever been there before, it's reasonably hilly. A real tourist attraction, if you're not from Northern Ireland, or even if you're from Northern Ireland, a real tourist attraction, the Giant's Causeway. Legend has it, the yep. Causeway was built by a giant called Finn McCool. No, I'm okay. I just wanted to tease people. If you want to know more about the Jens Causeway, please visit the Northern Ireland Tourist Board and you'll get more information on the Causeway and the yeah, so you, there's these, history of the Causeway. <laughs> continue. It leaves lovely hexagon, sto- hex- hexagon stones and it has the big organ and bits and pieces. Oh, it's wonderful. T- t- take a Google, again, t- just to jump in, take a, take a Google, the Jens Causeway, Northern it's, Ireland. It's, inc- it's, it's an amazing incredible, site. But continue, Carl. You're on up the side of it, Andrew, and then you get past it and then... There, it's like a hiking trail and you're literally maybe two meters away from the edge and that edge isn't a hilly grass verge Andrew that's a sheer completely uh flat flat-sided sort of rocky cliff into the sea and rocks absolutely you fall off you fall off there you're teddy bread um or dead so you come across that 
And you go there for a few miles and I'm going, this is pretty dangerous. I finish that, Andrew, and then the route starts to go down a wee bit and so nice, so nice, so nice. Oh, before that, sorry, you run across a beach. That was your first beach. There's another beach coming. And then you get to this, you get to this part where it kind of bends down and then all of a sudden, Andrew, you hit rocks. And I'm not talking stones. I'm talking rocks. You know when you're a child and you see rocks and you love jumping across rocks? Stick the... Par- <laughs> let- Oh, parkour, parkour, been there, done it, currently still doing it. Jumping across rocks round a corner with the waves crashing onto the rocks. I'm going, this is mental, right? Then I got to the other side and then on a beach, I'm running across the beach and what's on the beach, Andrew? I'm going to give you a guess. You might, I might have showed you a picture of it. What's on a beach? I'm running only, only in Northern Ireland, only in Northern Ireland, only in the North Coast. What's on a beach? Well, I've been on this beach many a times. I've seen many a, a cow on this beach. You know, you know. I don't want to quote Samuel L. Jackson, but who put them cows on that beach? You can bleep a few things in there. But like, who puts cows on a beach? You know, Pitbull brings the beach to the sand. We bring the cows to the beach. It's absolutely incredible, Andrew. This run is phenomenal. It goes across rocks, sand, cliffs and it's all country it's all just it's all coast it's actually so much in the coast that it's dangerous it's so close to the coast and i should say when, when we jump in i should jump in here just to say that no you are not wearing your no. normal trainers your normal running trainers for doing this for this you got a pair of trail shoes and yep and i also got a pair of trail shoes which I don't really know how it works on a trail, but they're nice for walking in. So they are, because that's all I've done in them so far, really. I bought them and I thought, these aren't off-road enough. These are a wee bit too sort of hybrid. You can go on the footpath, you can go on the road, but these these are absolutely perfect for this because there is road running, there's sand, there's small gravel, gravel paths, there's grass. There's bigger rocks and there's hills and there's descents. But Andrew, this, this route. So I'm telling you all this because five hours did not take me to 30 miles. It was tough. And I, I actually finished it going, if Andrew's carrying any injury, any knocks, anything, I, I think over a normal marathon, you get found out over 40 miles on a trail like this, anything that you don't do right training-wise, I think it will just expose you to um, getting found out whether your nutrition's wrong, whether your shoes are wrong, whether your training's wrong, whether you're just recovering from an injury. Andrew, I, I believe this will this will find you out this course. Even before an injury, I was doubting that I would be able to complete it, but I was going to give it a go. I was going to give it a great go because I figure, and I really was looking forward to it, and I really am looking forward to it, but I figure I might as well do it this year because I've never wanted to run a marathon. And that's the honest truth. I've never wanted to run an ultra marathon, never mind a marathon. But I got in the swing of this idiots go running with the podcast, with the running, with the up in the mileage. And I thought, you know what? This looks like great crack. Let's go for it. Let's give it a good shot. And at the very least, I'm easily going to do yeah. a half marathon's distance on the day. But now that I've got the injury and, and again, all that run or walk, as it turned out to be, I thought, I... I I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. I don't think I'm going to be able to do an ultra. I think I would have to have been in tip-top form or continued form to have any kind of, and that's to have any kind of a chance. And now I think I've resigned myself that that's not happening and I'm looking to do the marathon off it. And even then, Colin, 
even then, that's going to be tough. I've got over a month and a half to get yeah. to get better, to get recovered, and uh, it's, it's kind of out of my hands. Well, I do the strength and all that business, but we'll find out if I can get back. And then there's also a, a half marathon run to do. Yeah next month at some stage too so yeah you, you would be pretty uh you would say I have no chance now really wouldn't you let's just just come out and say it you haven't, you haven't said to me but i think you can say i have no chance of doing no the i wouldn't call. say that i'll never ever ever say no i would say you can go and give it your best shot but it's just hitting them time cutoff points would be tricky like you can get through anything it's just keeping that pace up. Yeah, I think if you you had all day you and there was no it. cutoff points, you could you could probably do it. But then you could walk it really if it really really came to that. And I have to say, I was really looking forward to the ultra marathon. Uh, it was something at the end of the summer, and then the kids would go back to school. I would still have that on the horizon, and I was really buzzing for it. And it, it, it's kind of a, a little bit of an insight into, and again, I had no goal to do marathon or ultra, but you see, for professional athletes or footballers or any kind of sports people that have a goal and have ambitions or maybe Olympians trained for Olympics or different events and they get injured it must be absolutely devastating because I was I was a bit you know I'm disappointed but you know I'm, I'm not I'm not completely got it because like it was <laughs> only decided to do it like a month ago so it's not like or a month and a half ago to have an injury to rule you out of a big and competition it, or the uh, of a country. that must be absolutely <laughs> devastating to and to go back to missing to Marlon sorry yeah I was about to say to go to go back to Miz and Demand, like for all your training, I thought it kind of it, it puts it a bit more into perspective or I have a little bit more of a feeling of how you felt to do all that and then like literally a week before to hurt yourself. Oh, goodness knows what you're feeling. Goodness knows. Again, I'm not too got it. I'm a bit got it, but not completely got it at the same time, if that makes sense. But to, to have an injury for have something you're working towards must be must be pretty, well, to make, pretty to devastating make you feel if any it's a long-term goal. I finished, so I finished this run. Do you want to hear the technicality of I've ran an ultra last month? 26.21 miles, Andrew, I ran. But I came back and I ran another 1.2 mile to make me comfortably over the um, marathon distance. So it was not point, not one over the marathon distance, which... Can you call that an ultra, Andrew? You said yes, and I couldn't live with myself. Yes, and I no. Couldn't so I came back and decided to go back out run. Well, I said yes just because the the technicality of an ultra marathon is anything over twenty six point two mile is an ultra marathon. So technically, if you're listening, if you've done a marathon and if you've maybe ran past the line or you've ran to your car after the marathon, congratulations, you. You have completed technically an ultra marathon, but of course that's probably not really considered uh, a real ultra marathon. Normally it goes what uh, thirty miles or thirty-two, yeah. Or 40 but I miles we're saying and, I, I'm planning to run an ultra marathon distance every month, and on the flip side of that, I suppose we'll put it out there. Um, I don't want to mention too much about it, but with my condition, I would get an infusion. I had an infusion the week before, and I picked up a bug and I had a bug that whole week. So I had sore heads. I wasn't sleeping right. I was just... That's called living with me, Colin. That's called sharing a house with me for one whole week. That's what that is. But joking aside, you were coughing a heck of a lot. Uh, I think all three of us told you not to go out running. You, You wouldn't listen Certainly not to do a half, never mind do a, a marathon, never mind do an ultra. 
you were coughing, you were spluttering, you didn't look great and you did all these things anyway and that's because you did an infusion. What day we the went out or what day was the infusion? The was the week before. So I would have said the infusion was on the, what day was that? Monday or Tuesday, Andrew, and we were away on the Saturday. So in a, in a, so literally six six days later, is, you're right. out running. And an infusion, if you don't know, for the infusion, you yeah. go to hospital, you spend half a day uh, getting yeah. drugs pumped into yeah. you. Yeah, so you get a steroid put in you, and then you get one called Ocrifice. Um, and Ocrifice kind of dampens your immune system. When it dampens your immune system, this time, now my wife would say every time I get a, I get a bug straight away, so I think it must knock your immune system down so low that you become really susceptible to any type of bugs or virus and your body really doesn't have much of a defense Andrew so I might have got a bit of a bug on that week so I had my infusion and then I actually never thought about that Andrew so I had my infusion on the Monday or Tuesday can't remember what day it was and then I ran a half marathon on the Sunday and I will say an ultra distance over over a marathon distance on well a trail a trail, a trail marathon slash ultra a trail marathon on distance the Thursday on, on the next week. And I, I suppose if if you were to ask your consultant, if you were to ask your consultant or the nurses, could you do this a week after an infusion? What what do you think the answer I don't might know be? If they would say anything, they would just. <laughs> oh, would I, be, think they might be I think they might go. Like when he, I'm part of a group which Matt Nags obviously runs, runs literally runs, and uh, it, it's a really positive group with loads of positive people who are doing loads of amazing things. But the 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 what would you say the textbook person with MS usually doesn't run, but running with MS the the, the group that Matt Nags run kind of defies the odds in that. And I used to think I was the only one until I went onto that group and I realized that, do you know what? All of us are just hanging together in some shape or form and glued together and stitched up, whether it's MS, whether it's other cancer, whether it's other diseases. We're all just, we're all just, we're all just tied and taped together, Andrew. And it's just what you make of it. You, you can do so much more than you give yourself credit for. So when people say you've had an infusion, you shouldn't really be doing this. For some reason, it gives me more fire in my stomach to say, I understand the textbook. We can defy the textbook, Andrew. And that's just, that's my thinking. And sometimes it gets into a wee bit of, <laughs> doesn't make you feel the best sometimes, but you come out the other end and you're glad, I, I'm glad I did it, you know. And that's getting back to the original point of, that's why maybe it was a bit more of a struggle or maybe yeah. the time wasn't as good or you didn't run as far as you could because yeah, you had to you had to join us for crab yeah. fishing, which was vital, vital, unfortunately for you. You, yeah. couldn't, you couldn't run any far, further and it is a family so, holiday, as you so say, Rachel, so we couldn't Rachel met me with running. a whole new set of clothes, something to eat, and I literally got stripped in the car, new clothes on. I was nice, warmer, ready for crab fish. I brought a towel with me, dried all myself off, and then went crab fishing, Andrew. And I think that's the rest of the run. And I did that holiday. And I think, Colin, you said you had something to eat. I think this would be a good time to play the jelly jingle. Andrew's jelly update. Sorry. Andrew's jelly update. Andrew's jelly update. This is the part where he talks about jelly in Andrew's Jelly Update. On the run, which I picked up my injury, it could actually resort back to jelly in a strange way. You went way. for orange, and I, I've got a funny story with your jelly jingle orange flavoured one. Well, I didn't go for, <laughs> I didn't go for orange, strawberry. but continue, Colin. 
No, no, I didn't go for strawberry either. Keep guessing, but continue your story. What did you go for? This was the the Monday run where I picked up my original injury. I went for black cherry. I came across black cherry jelly in the supermarket and I thought, black cherry? Sounds interesting. Save it for a rainy day. Didn't save it for a rainy day. I used it in my next run. Black cherry. What do you think? How do you think black black cherry jelly call? No, I didn't. The original run on the Monday where I ran by myself up the north coast where I got injured at 8 miles and I went on to do 10 miles. I had my jelly there. Aye. On our run, if you're, if you're talking about our run, I went for strawberry. Yes. I had to go solid. Yes. Oh, the black cherry. So the black cherry is always going to be a rugby one, Andrew. It's always going to be a rugby one. The black cherry is going to be Marmite. You're going to love it or you hate it. What one did you find? Well, I don't know if I've had Marmite. But I don't like black cherry marmite. <laughs> stinking cold. Absolutely stinking. I never thought I'd say this about jelly. But I took I took one square of jelly and I thought, ooh, that's interesting. That tastes like black cherry. And I don't know if you've been out in a run before and kind of ever thought to yourself, you know what I need right now? Some black cherry. I, I don't think anyone's ever thought of that. And for good reason. So I waited another mile and I had another bit and my suspicions were confirmed. Stinking, absolutely stinking, and I threw the rest of the bar away in disgust. So, did I pick up a jelly, or did I pick up an injury because I was injured, or was it because of the of the of the dark cherry? <laughs> because of the, <laughs> the dark cherry, the, 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 the dark, the dark, the black cherry, the dark side. So, is it because of the jelly? I, I never thought I'd say this about a jelly before, but for stinking, no love. For black cherry. So are you actually blaming black cherry jelly on your injury? Well, I don't know, Colin. I'm really putting two to two together and I'm pretty sure I'm coming up with a solid four here. And can uh, <laughs> I think black cherry caused my injury to my the right hand side of my knee. And can we just clarify that throwing away your cherry in disgust is is just um, it's a metaphor it's not, for finding the next bin and putting it in the bin. Correct. I didn't think just just throw it in the countryside because everyone will have but that. But it deserved picture. that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't deserve. Nothing deserved. It to be didn't deserve away. it. At the end of the day, Andrew, it's jelly. Nick, you love your jelly. Jelly is everything you love about running. You know, should you not just give it another go? Well, I did. On our run, I took strawberry jelly. And you know what you're getting, the strawberry jelly. Strawberry jelly is as solid as it comes. You know you're going to have a good time. You're going to get good jelly <laughs> into you. are going to It's nice. But you know what? It was... The, the <laughs> strawberry jelly turned out to be a bit of a comfort food because when we walked the four mile, I just ended up eating it. I was just walking. I was, I was just a guy at the side of a road eating, eating jelly. jelly. Um, but do you know what? I was like, you literally were injured and you pulled out the jelly. <laughs> you, we were walking back and you, you bit it and you were like, yeah, that's the stuff. That's the stuff. Like, I might be injured, but I have jelly. And uh, I thought to myself, well, it's not all doom and gloom. Because I was walking beside him. And that's true. You, you were there. Like, I was I was happy as Larry then. And then I thought, <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? With this jelly, I can run. <laughs> and I did for like four seconds. And then I stopped. <laughs> The jelly give you the, the sort of the, the confidence that you are back and ready to go. Again. It was like a placebo. It was a placebo. <laughs> placebo. But you actually, you actually, like, you could hear your, you enjoying that strawberry jelly. It was like your world had fallen apart. Everything was crumbling. But you know what? The jelly, for that moment, it was in your mouth. You were chewing the jelly. Everything was perfect again. It was just 
it was just it was funny because I remember walking beside you going like for anyone out there like Andrew isn't putting this on this isn't a facade where he goes oh I'm the jelly man so we'll talk about jelly and I'll pretend to be excited about jelly he honestly honestly loves jelly he, he ate that bit in his mouth and the noises that were coming from him I was, I was walking beside him going like like what is going on just one man and his jelly <laughs> one man and his jelly it was uh, uh, I don't know I don't know what to say Andrew I don't know what to say um, it was just do you know what jelly says it all for us Colm I know you, jelly says it all do you know what at the very start of this podcast you were joking and all this stuff when we started this podcast but it's starting to get a bit obsessive and you know you, you are just becoming a wee bit weird when it comes to jelly <laughs> only now only seven months in oh but like but like I'm obviously the co-host on the other side of the mic here and it's, like, it's serious it's a serious love affair if I was Jenna if I was sitting at home Jenna listening to you talking about jelly I don't know Andrew what do you love more Jenna or jelly Oh, Jenna, and they're both J's. <laughs> they are both just putting J's. that together now. Jenna or J's. Jenna, Jenna or Jelly. <laughs> like, like, literally, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, could, know. I could start a rap here. Jenna's not jealous of my jelly. That's <laughs> 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 freestyling, folks. Freestyling. Uh, yeah. Well, that'll be the end of the Jelly Talk for this episode. Yeah. It's lasted long enough, Gold. But that's, that's where we're sitting at. We're sitting at now. You are training for the North Coast Ultra Marathon, yep. which you now know and understand how hard and how tricky it will be for you. I am now standing here, not running, hoping to do the <laughs> North Coast Marathon, if not the half marathon. I can't really say if not anything else because I have to do at least at least a half. And for half this year, everything was going well with our running, no injuries or, or nothing to complain about. And uh, that's that's where we're at, Colin. Really now, isn't it? Yeah. Just uh, you're doing you're you're continuing running, and I am not running you're, at the minute, you're, which you're is just, which is an issue for a running podcast, I suppose. You're isn't having it? a tempo rest at the minute again. We've got socks, Andrew. We've got socks. Actually, I, I, I forgot to tell you. I can tell you now in the podcast. Your socks arrived at my house, and I've got your socks here for you, Colin. Uh, so make sure you pick them up at some stage. Guess what color they are, Andrew? Well, I, I know what color because I ordered them for you. They're three colors. I believe that one's white, I believe one's black, and I believe one's pink. It matches my pink shoes. Although my pink shoes are all done. My pink shoes are over 400 miles now. And they're not your trail. These are like trail socks. So they wouldn't yeah. even go with your your, your normal, sh- normal shoes. So at, at the minute, I've had a great month. My wife bought me trail shoes for Father's Day yep. and then I got trail socks yep. and uh, I've got them for walking really <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> they look great, they're nice I really like the look of them, mine's multicoloured uh, definitely not pink, not caper Colin you're, but, you're uh, what? Your shoes yeah, are I, really, I really like them if I could only run in them, what was that? your shoes are multicoloured or the socks? Uh, oh, didn't go over pink socks mine's black, solid black and my shoes are a bit multicoloured and uh, yeah, I quite like them, they look cool yeah, That's what I think. Yeah, no, I know your your shoes are your shoes are class. I'm happy with my shoes. I went with the same same brand, different model, and uh, yeah. So the the socks are Danish endurance socks. So or Danish ultra trail socks or Danish endurance running socks, whatever they're called. But no, they seem to get good reviews, Andrew, and they were reasonably priced. And we got them on Prime Day, so we got like nearly half price. 
So we did. So it was a good deal. You're happy. I'm, I've tried them on. You should try them on. They feel lovely. I haven't tried yours on. Just tried mine on. So uh, they'll, they'll do a good job. They're very good for walking in and I presume for doing ultra marathons yeah. or even a little bit of running too. They'll be good. But it's just them finer things in socks, Andrew, where it's like they don't suck up. Like we listened to that um, book where if you're wearing the wrong socks, they, they absorb your sweat, they swell up and they'll give you blisters. These socks have areas that shouldn't, well, should help reduce any types of blisters. They're moisture wicking. That means that they take all the sweat off your feet. And, you know, it's just stuff like that. You're spending a lot of time on your feet when you're doing ultras. So these fine points, I believe, from what I've read, should make a difference in keeping your feet going that, that extra couple of miles, you know. And is there anything else, Colin, that you want to talk about on the podcast? I think we've covered everything. I think we've covered board games, jelly and running. I think that's our holiday in a nutshell. That's our holiday. That's the run. And we'll be back next month. We'll probably not have two podcasts next month because I am away doing some warm weather training yeah. <laughs> for, for a while at the this, start of the next month. This, this would be your third holiday, Andrew. <laughs> Well, it, it kind of sounds like I'm taking a lot of holidays, but there, there was just two up the, there was a very, sh- very short one up the North Coast. And then I had one up the North Coast with you and I am going to Spain to meet my mother and father-in-law out there. So uh, the plan was to go out and do a bit of running out in Spain. And at the minute, I'm going out to do a bit of sunbathing now in Spain instead can I, can of I, running. Can I be honest with you, Andrew? Go for it. I think that you said, I'm going to go out and I'm going to run in Spain. I think you'd be doing the same thing as you would be doing now. Only now you're going, well, I have to do it. I'm not allowed to run. I can't run, so I have to sunbathe. I have to do warm weather training and put the feet up and just take it easy. And you know what, Colin? We'll never know. Oh, we'll no, never know. I do. Apparently heat speeds up the heating process. <laughs> Apparently heat does speed up the healing process. I I've heard that before. Yep. Yep. With muscle injuries or back injuries or, uh, you know what speeds up the healing process? Not eating black cherry. Not eating jelly. Black, black cherry. You just, you just cut it off at the start. You just cut it off at the start. Don't eat black cherry. It will cause knee pain. Um, Hartley's black cherry causes knee pain. It's not official, so I don't want to get sued. But it is. Don't hate <laughs> it. <laughs> but it is. I, I, I think all that's left to say is, my name's Andrew. <laughs> and my name's Black Cherry. <laughs> and this is Idiots Go Running. And we'll see you next month for the August run after some warm weather training. Yeah. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Sunbathing training. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>